Hello, and welcome to Disney Plus, the Disney podcast where we watch everything on the uh, Disney Plus platform. I'm Nero, and I've been turned into a podcaster. Can I go home now? I'm Kat, and squeak, 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 squeaker, squeaking. I'm still remember. Is that my voice? Is that my voice? Oh, well. That's pretty good. That was good. <laughs> and yes, of course, this week we are talking about the 2000 film, uh, The Emperor's New Groove. Yeah. A very interesting movie in the Disney animated canon, obviously. It is, is, it is kind of a... Um, it kind of marks the end of the Disney Renaissance period. Yeah, and the I guess beginning of the, I don't really think the the mid two thousands era really has a name. It was so short, and there aren't that many movies in it. Yeah, um, or if they were, we don't really remember them. Yes, <laughs> and you know th- this movie's oddness kind of is well documented in its production. Um, if any of you out there don't know. This movie did not start life as The Emperor's New Groove. Um, it started production in 1994 oh. as a film called Kingdom of the Sun. Yes. Which was much more in the vein of your more classic Disney fare. It was a uh, an, a grand romantic comedy musical epic, uh, you know, like a Disney movie. Um, set in in the Incan Empire, so that that remains true. It was it was about, you know, the a, a an emperor who was young and brash. Except the original film basically had a prince and the pauper plot, huh. yeah. Where, um, the emperor who was named Monco in the original found a young peasant who was his exact lookalike, and they traded places so that the emperor could could live the normal life for a day and escape from the doldrums of, of royalty um, until Yzma, who was attempting to summon the, the Incan god of death uh, to to destroy the sun so that she would stop getting wrinkles, um, decided I mean, to fair. take advantage of this, turn the emperor into a llama, and blackmail the double into doing what she said. And you said this had been planned since 94? Yes, this was like... Like, uh, let's see, the original director, um, yeah, Roger Allers was the, the, the person who was originally on the, uh, Kingdom of the Sun. See, I had heard about Kingdom of the Sun, but I didn't know it had been in production for that long. Wow. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, there were, there were a lot of changes around that time. They had Sting on, uh, doing the music due to, uh, Tarzan doing so well with Phil Collins. He still ended up writing the music for the finished version but i didn't end up performing any of it he had wrote the credit song which i noted as being really weirdly out of place for this and he's like what the hell is this oh it's sting yeah he also had a song on there uh for eartha kit which i am still kind of salty like not that the same song didn't make it in but that a song for her didn't make it into the final version because how do you have eartha kit in something and then not give her a song one thing I found um, funny about the soundtrack is Sting was at least supposed to do a per- uh, The Perfect World from the yeah. beginning, but he refused saying that, you know, a fi- at the time he was like in his 50s, he's like, that wouldn't really fit being, you know, doing a song for a, what's supposed to be a teenager, and they wound up going with Tom Jones, who was 10 years older than Sting. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, very funny. Um, but yeah, like, 
it's it's very uh, the the production team even went uh, went on a trip to Machu Picchu in '96 to like you know look at it and, and get some details on on uh, on production design. So this was like Disney did its work back then. Yeah, yeah. but um, you know it, it was it was taking a while, and also two other things happened between when this movie entered production and the Emperor's New Groove. And those two things are called Pocahontas and the Hunchback of Notre Dame, <laughs> which were both uh, severely underperformers. Which Hunchback like, slaps, except for the Gargoyle. Yeah, hunch, yeah, Hunchback underperformed because it was too dark uh, for, for your average Disney fair. I mean, to Pocahontas be fair, underperformed was, but... <laughs> because it's a bad movie. Um, yeah. Hello, whitewashing. So, like, it was just, it, Pocahontas is just a, a an ill-conceived project from the beginning, but we'll get to that eventually. Yeah. Um, but, so, Eisner wasn't really liking the chances of a third one of these in a row uh, doing well, right? Right. He was getting kind of cold feet. And so he did the very normal thing of just, <laughs> like changing the entire production and getting rid of the directors and just shutting the whole thing down and, sure. and changing the direction to make it much more comedic and lighthearted. Um, the, all of the animation was done in 18 months, Damn, which is quite something. Um, and yeah, they just like, uh, so Eartha Kit, and David Spade were both on the film from the beginning. They were both in Kingdom of the Sun. Pacha was originally voiced by... Are you ready for this? Ready. Owen Wilson. Oh, right. Yeah, I forgot about that. That's, I did see oh. that. <laughs> and, of course, Pacha was also originally much younger because he was supposed to be the Emperor's double. But, wow. you know, they thought, well, what if we had, like, a more... An older, you know, more more sensible adult character to... to um, sort of contrast with Cusco. And you may ask, well, also, why did they change the Emperor's name? Um, oh, right, well, this one. Yeah, so... Yeah, yeah, do you know... <laughs> yeah, yeah, do you know this one? Uh, it's about why his name is no longer Monko. Yes, I do. Yeah, what is it? Because he means pussy in Japanese. Yep, someone learned that. It's like, oh. <laughs> Wait. So, they changed it to Cusco. Um... And of course, this movie is still technically set in the Incan Empire, but it's not really terribly important to the film. It's setting; it's mostly aesthetic. Yeah, um, I think they call it. I think there's like actually a term for it. It's like my Inca tech or something like that, where it's supposed to be. Yeah, like it's just like just kind of a area. just kind of a Mesoamerican slurry of, Ooh, of all slurry, of the, like, like all that. of these. All of these three very distinct cultures that existed in very different places and very different times. Yeah. Like, these are all separated by hundreds of years. Um, and just kind of like, well, they're all, just throw them all together um, and see what happens. It is pretty, I think it is, it's a huge, much closer to the Inca than the other two. Um, I do not see a lot of, a lot of the Teltelag Mayan or Aztec architecture in this movie, but. It is still not like it, it is a it is basically just a buddy comedy set in ancient Inca times. Yeah, vaguely. A bit. Um, but that's that's how the Emperor's New Groove came to be. And you know, the Emperor's New Groove is a, spoiler. It's a good movie. 
Yeah. Um, which is which is remarkable for how hard it had to pivot, and I think a lot of that has to do with the cast, the all star cast attached to this movie. So let's 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 go down the list here. Obviously, we got David Spade as Cusco. Yeah, which I think he was attached from the beginning, so he yes. would have been voicing uh, Monko. Yeah, but I'm sure he brings a very different energy to Cusco oh, yeah. than he would Monko. Um, he is very he's very entertaining as uh, Cusco. I'm not familiar with most of his other work, but he's he does great in this movie. Um, also, can then, I poke uh, in real quick with uh, Cusco? Yeah, sure. Sorry, I don't mean to butt in. Um, this was what, what I found earlier, in which, Japanese? Is, which is not so much the English dub, but in the Japanese dub, Cusco is actually voiced by Tatsuya Fujiwara. Uh, who you all might may or may not recognize as Shuya Nanahara from the Battle Royale movie, as well as Light Yagami in the original live oh, action. Oh shit! <laughs> oh, nice, excellent. That's great. I love that's that. That's very good. Um, yeah. So that that's that's a very good detailed trivia. So then, of course, the legendary, the immortal Eartha Kit as the treacherous advisor Isma. Press I mean, there's, no, there's nothing else to say, really. Like, she's just excellent. Um, then you got alive? John Goodman. And, oh, yeah. No, she is dead. She has passed. I thought she was. Um, I don't remember when she died. It was it was a few years ago. Yeah. Yeah. Um, John Goodman as Pacha, just bringing that that John Goodman-y stuff to the movie. Very down to earth. Very 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 dadly. Um, I'm a, I'm a big fan of John Goodman, and then finally, the st- I think the standout uh, of this movie, right? Patrick Warburton, yes, Kronk, yes, such a good job. Kronk is so good. I mean, granted, you Not- can tell they are all having fun with it, but oh, yeah. he is one of the best Disney himbos ever. <laughs> I think he is the best. Um, and obviously, Patrick Warburton, this was not his, like, breakout role. He, he was big in that stuff before that. But I think this is what made him a household name, um, this movie. But yeah, so the, the, those four are, are the, you know, are the backbone of this movie. And, like, they really do carry it. Because, ultimately, it's mostly just your, your basic buddy, odd couple road trip comedy. Um, just set in the Incan Empire. And the the fact that this movie is so Looney Tunes is very interesting to me. Jeez. It is very it makes it slapstick. Work. Yeah. Like, when you compare it to all of the Renaissance, Disney Renaissance era movies that came before it, like, this is, this is a just completely insane, completely cartoony, like, uh, rip-roaring good time. And I love the... The designs, the character design of this movie. Oh, yeah. Everyone is yeah. so angular. Like you got you got Kronk, who's just a triangle, right? With like <laughs> a big leg square not head. Support that body. No, and then you got Pacha, who is this like he's a he's like a rounded rectangle. He's very sturdy, but he's you know he's he's got a bit of a softness to him. And you got Isma, that's a bundle of twigs. Yeah, just a bundle yeah. of twigs, and you, you got Cusco is just this like just a straight line, basically. a slightly um, a slightly different bundle of twigs. I mean, he yeah, is a teenager it, too, so still growing. Yes, fair. So it's very, it's just like a very um, the the manic energy of this movie is really something. So I guess we can just uh, get into it here with uh, this 
very striking opening. We're just we're just immediately breaking the fourth wall. I love how the movie calls attention to how much it breaks the fourth wall. Yeah, that manic energy that you mentioned gets going right up front. Yeah, we got we got a llama, a sad llama in the rainforest. <laughs> I know. Uh, that's actually one of the directors doing the crying, by the way. <laughs> that's uh, okay, good. that's awesome. Um, and Cusco comes in over narration. See, he says, "You see this sad sack of shit? Yes, yeah, me. <laughs> Bet you're wondering how I got into this situation. <laughs> uh, but to learn about that, we gotta go back." I love the establishing subtitle right before that. Long ago, somewhere in the jungle. Yeah, it's somewhere. <laughs> somewhere. Sometime. Um, and yeah, we just get the quick the quick gag of him as a baby, and he goes yeah. uh, too far. And then we are launched into our opening number by Tom Jones. Ooh, I love this song. Yes. It slaps. It does. Like, it's just it's just good. I, I'm not I'm not sure how much insight I'm going to be able to have into a lot of bits in this movie. Other than to say, damn, it just works that they right? had Tom Jones do the opening number in, like, I don't know. It's just good. Theme song guy. <laughs> yeah, that's, that is literally just all they call him, isn't it? I don't think it would have had the same though. energy if they had let Sting do it. I mean, no offense to Sting. Oh, absolutely but... not. Even in his more, up, you know, even in, during you know, in, during his time in The Police, those songs, while they are technically more upbeat than his uh, his solo fare, they aren't exactly groovy. No. Like... But, uh, yeah, no, we, we, we're just getting started, and Cusco immediately establishes himself as one of the great cinematic shitheads. He's <laughs> yes. so fun. Um, like, just a huge entitled prick. Um, he's David Spade brings the right energy to the role. Uh, lots of good line reads. The, the internal monologue is very fun, too, for the first half of the movie. Like oh. when, uh, when he's when he's thinking about Isma, yeah. When he's thinking about yeah. Isma, um, that one dude who like gathered up all the prospective brides, calling him the, the thing that wouldn't shut up. Yes, <laughs> like the thing that wouldn't shut up. Um, yikes! 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 And so we got I, Pacha. I love in the background one of uh, one of the um, prospective wives. Like after he turns her down and moves on, like he can see her getting ready to try to beat him up. And the other wives yes. are like, no, 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 no. <laughs> Yes, um, and uh, yeah, it's. An, I think you know. In Treasure Planet, we were uh, talking about, or maybe it was Goofy. Movie, we were talking about when the cutoff for Disney movies have to have songs was. I think it might be this movie. I ah. think this is where Eisner was like pulling away from that, and that's why there are no songs in this. There are no songs in Atlantis. There are no songs in Treasure Planet. Like. It has bookend songs. You know, it opens up with the perfect yeah. world and it ends with the reprise. But yeah, it doesn't have like any big musical numbers that Disney's yeah, kind of known for. Yeah, it is not a, a musical. It is like they, they got the song. Same way Treasure Planet's got that song in the middle, but it's not a yeah. musical number. It's right. a montage. Right. Yeah. Um, very set apart from a goofy movie, which despite really not fitting the vibe of, of, a, uh, of a Disney musical, that kind of had it jammed in there in places that it didn't necessarily work i think all the songs work except they could have cut out the the one with max and goofy they could have cut that out and the other one yeah time. the ballad yeah. yeah but pacha is here um and he's here because the emperor summoned him for to talk to him about <laughs> something he finds the old man Cusco chucked out of the window for throwing yeah up his groove. don't throw up his groove yeah 
Uh, luckily, he he, uh, he he got stuck on like a pole, so he did not hit the ground. Yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah, he's but, like wrapped so, in a cape in a flag or something. So, but first, before we see what Pacha is here for, we get to lay eyes on Isma, um, who is currently doing the Emperor's job for him, as she show as she so often does. Yeah, which we'll get a glimpse at how how much she does this later on, but yeah, um. Like, there's, there's a, she's like listening to this guy. Uh, there's a really good line from her where he's like, where she's like, uh, well, perhaps if you're, you before thinking about if your family needed, um, what, what is it again? And the guy says, food. Well, perhaps you shouldn't have been, perhaps you should have thought about that before becoming a peasant. Like, I'm sorry. <laughs> what? Is that how it works? Oh my God, guys, um, guys, real quick. I just, sorry, I had to look up who the old guy was because he does such a good job. That's Piglet. Oh, oh yeah, there's some, okay. there's some very fun um, yeah. cast That's John trivia. Piglet. He did Piglet. He's been in a bunch of other Disney stuff, too. But I'm like, holy shit. He was in Robin Hood, The Rescuers, Fox and the Hound. Damn, son. But that's freaking Piglet. That's awesome. Sorry, I'll get up now. <laughs> oh, dear. And, you know, some other, some other uh, uh, voice actor trivia. The guard who throws him out the window is voiced by Jess Harnell, uh, who I believe is uh, Wacko on the Animaniacs, <laughs> among other things. Oh, that's awesome. Jeez. Um, and, and I've got a couple more uh, trivia later on once we get to them. But yeah, we got Yzma, we got Kronk, Kuzka mentions. She gets a new model of, of like henchmen every 20 <laughs> years or so. This one's name is Kronk. He's very stupid. Um, He's a himbo. Yes, he is the ultimate himbo. Um, the the he is the like archetypal himbo. I think he's nice. He's the platonic he's ideal of himbo. Yeah, he's super strong. Um, he tries but to Cusco... be a, like he doesn't even try to be a bad guy. He just he does his job. <laughs> he's there to be the henchman, so he's gonna be the henchman. I'm genuinely not sure he realizes that he's on the bad side. I think he's just. Helping. I don't think he does. I don't think. So. I really don't. Not until the end, at least. I don't think he does. Not until Yzma insults his spinach puffs, which only <laughs> only a, a true villain would do. <laughs> so, Kuzco actually does kind of a pro move here. Um, he fires his treacherous advisor, which is like... It's, it, it, that's, that's the thing a lot, of, a lot of kings and emperors can't really bring themselves to do. But he's just like, nah, Bye. I'm gonna fire you. But not after. <laughs> I just love how he does it. So, hey, everybody hits their stride. You just hit yours 50 years ago. <laughs> Brutal. Um, Which like, I do wonder, it, where are his parents? Shouldn't they be the ones ruling? Did she murder them I too? mean, I, almost certainly. She definitely did a little bit of light regicide back in the day. So, like... She pulled a star just on both this, parents yeah, this and is it was where, successful. <laughs> this is where, like, we get the, the inner monologue of Kuzka just looking at Yzma's face. I was kind of like, what the hell's going on here? Like... His wrinkles. Why? How is she holding together? And then you see. I love the. My, of course, my favorite one is when he sees like the, the piece of broccoli of, stuck yeah. in her teeth, and he just goes, "What the? How long has that been there? How long has that been?" Also there? points out that she's living proof that dinosaurs once roamed the earth. Yeah, that was it. Uh, okay. And and he's like, I love that in the background you can just hear like all of Isma's talking and just been reduced to like blah 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 blah. Yeah, yeah, and yeah, ears. Yeah, 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 just like, and so. He just fires her and uh, goes off to talk to Pacha. Yeah. And it's revealed why he asked Pacha to come here. It's because he's going to gentrify his village. Yeah. <laughs> Ouch. 
It's like uh, he asked him, was like, well, oh, where, where's the best? Where, where on your? Uh, he he is at first, you know, treating him like he's an honored guest. He's like you can fix my problem, good sir. And so he asks him where where the best spot on the hill is for getting sun. And Pacha tells him. And then Kusuka says, ah, sick, thanks. And just smashes this giant garish resort replica onto this little replica of the town. Um, Let's also point out that Pacha even makes sure to say that his family home has been on that hilltop for generations. Yep. Yeah, I love how the only only house in the model that actually gets smashed is Pacha's. Yep. Uh, This is Kuzkotopia, his new summer getaway. Uh, And he says, all right, Pacha, you're going to get everyone out of your village uh, tomorrow because on my 18th birthday, we're going to move in and uh, take all your shit. Which, of course, Pacha's not very happy with. Oh, Grant, we, we find out that his hill is, like, relatively close to the castle or the palace, but I feel like yes. there would have been some setup before this that, like, Pacha I mean, would have noticed. He, um... I mean, Cusco moves fast. That's true. He's got, he, he's, there's got to be demand. But yeah, Pacha says, like, his village grows all the crops that uh, go to the palace, apparently. And, yeah. Like, it, it's kind of an important village. But Cusco doesn't give a shit. No. Um... And so we cut to Yzma and Kronk. They're in a basement somewhere, and Yzma's working out all of her uh, anger on Kusku by smashing stone busts of his head with a giant hammer <laughs> Which repeatedly. I mean, fair. That is extremely therapeutic. That is, yes. I do not this like is, her um, for that. This honestly is like a scene straight out of Hercules, now that I think of it. Because doesn't yes. Hades right. do the same thing? What, Hercules was before this, right? It was after Hunchback? I think so. I believe so. Yeah, because this is kind of in the same, like, going in the same vein as Hercules, going even more cartoony <laughs> and, like, less Disney. Um, right, Hercules was definitely pretty cartoony. Yeah, but I think it's, I think it still had some songs and whatnot, if I'm not and mistaken. And it did have some dark yeah. too. I mean, like, Meg freaking yeah. dies, but... Yeah, so... I'm sorry, spoilers then, for any latecomers. Yeah. <laughs> spoilers. Um, yeah, spoilers for Disney's Hercules... How old is that? Like twenty five years old at this point? Something like, Something like that. Um, <laughs> oh and God, so Isma and Kronk go down into their lab. Uh, <laughs> the way they do this is that they, you know, we have our classic. Everyone knows it. Pull the lever, Kronk. Wrong, Wrong lever. Why do we even have that lever? And the poor um, why does she have that lever? I don't yeah. know. So anyone knows what the crocodile they, uh, whimpers like a dog when she smacks it? Yes. Too? Like oh, that's clearly a pet. Like, I was it. watching it again this morning um, at breakfast, and Grayson, like, since the crocodile was on screen so quick, Grayson was like, what was that crocodile dog? Aw. Yeah. Good question, Grayson. <laughs> so, they, 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 the way they get to their lab is that they have a water slide roller coaster. Yes! I love uh, it. Kronk is a big fan. Why has Disney, like, not continued to make this into a ride? That would be freaking awesome. Right? And I want, like, the neon black lights and all. I want that to be, like, a roller coaster slash water ride. I would do it. Yeah, basically gotta... just Space Mountain, but, like, things exactly. for this. Well, I gotta turn more classic attractions into Marvel rides, you see. Well, yeah. even, inst- even instead of doing, you know, what was it that they did with Song in the South? They turned it into Princess and the Frog? Do, do it for Yeah, Emperor. they're going turn to, Turn it into yeah. They're, like... Well, that thing's open air. Splash Mountain is open air, so it wouldn't work as well. well that's, that's okay, hard. so, yeah, that's true. It would definitely have to be Space Mountain or something. But you can't but take down Space change. Mountain. Yeah, they're not going to change Space They need Mountain. to build another one and just do the Emperor's Ride. Do that for, like, the next anniversary of the film. Yeah. 
Uh, we get we got the we get these great ink and lab coat looks. Uh, they're really really looking great. And Yzma begins to hatch her evil plan, and she's like, "I'm gonna turn him into a flea, and I'm gonna put him in a box, and I'm gonna put that box in another box. I'm gonna ship it to myself, and then I'm gonna smash it with a hammer." Uh, and then she knocks some poison into a planet, dies immediately, and she says, yeah, or I can just do that. Yeah, to save on postage. Just poison him. Yeah, to save on postage. And so they're gonna they're gonna poison the emperor. Um, and they, so they invite him to dinner. Uh, Kronk has, 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 is is really into this dinner. I love it. There's all these clues that like Kronk would work great as a chef, uh, which later on we see him fit right into the role of a short order cook. Do y'all remember yeah. last um, episode when we did Goofy Movie and I mentioned the Try Not to Eat challenge that had the pizza from a Goofy Movie? Oh, did they do the spinach puffs? I want to say it was the same challenge, but yes, like the first dish was they made <laughs> puffs. They did like this really flaky phyllo dough too, and it looked really amazing. I mean, yeah, I would have failed instantly. I think a lot um, of the people did on that one too. I got to make those. So the uh, Cusco arrives and he's like, "Hey, man, I'm so glad that you were not taking being fired hard at all." No, no, it's and he's was like, mm, "No, nah, it's fine." Um. And like so, so this is where we get the the bottle mix up uh, scene. Krunk has grabbed a bottle that looks like it has a skull on it. He puts it in the drinks um, and is about to serve it to Cusco when he runs off to get the spinach puffs. They're you, almost done. You know, in fairness to Kronk on this one, as far as the one he thinks is poison, I'm pretty sure I remember using my handing it to him. So it's her fuck up, not. Yeah, it really. So is. All, there's also a really good moment where Kronk is actually poisoning the drink in yeah. the, the first time when it's just like a, a shot of Kuzco sitting there in complete silence, as, as, and there's just big explosion when he poisons it. Everybody, <laughs> I know, okay. I love it. <laughs> yeah, very good. Um, and so we, uh, she, she, they, they poison the drink, but. Then they forget which one is poisoned, and so, or Krunk forgets which one is poisoned, so he just poisons all of them. Yeah, because he has to he has to leave for a minute, and the like terribly strained small talk during the two minutes he's gone. Yeah, it's great. I think someone else pointed out too that like that conversation is so like indicative of basically calling out an older woman for dating someone much much younger. Yes, Uh, yes, I picked up on that. Yes. Yeah, he's what late twenties. I definitely picked up on that. The sounds like, oh wow, okay. I do just love her response. Oh, I'm not sure. Like <laughs> that's how little is it. She doesn't care anything about Kronk, just that he's strong enough to like carry her around. Well, exactly. Though that's easy though. It's like it's her henchman. She's not going to care about her henchman as long as he can do technically what she needs him to do. Yeah. Yes. So of course Kronk, he he mixes all the drinks together uh, to serve them, and he he tells her. Don't drink the water. Um, so Yzma toss, tosses it into a cactus. Uh, Kronk just pours it all over himself, yeah. uh, faking that he drank it. Um, uh, Kuzco drinks it, and he's like, that was delicious. And then he just face plants into a bowl. Yeah, I, I love the detail. With It's something I never caught when I was a kid because I wasn't observant enough, but the cactus that she tosses it on turns into a llama-shaped yes. cactus. Yep. I think Casey caught that too when they, when she went back and rewatched it. But yes, I love that detail. Yeah. And so then we get the scene. <laughs> Fifteen minutes in, we waste no time. No, which I appreciate. For real. 
um, where Cusco just, just transmogrifies into a llama. Uh, I Isma is just like <laughs> horrified. <laughs> yeah, horrified. She's also smashing two pieces of broccoli together, looking at Krunk. You know, hmm, more broccoli. Hmm. Which, yeah, throughout this whole scene, Kronk is subtle as a brick. Yes. Uh, <laughs> just constantly, like, right. The po- oh, and of course, we forgot to mention, right, the poison. Cusco's <laughs> poison. The poison for Cusco. The poison specifically Cusco's chosen poison. to kill Cusco. Yeah. Cusco's poison. Cusco's poison. I almost um, made that my intro, but I couldn't figure out how to word it. <laughs> The podcast, and, the podcast specifically for Disney movies, Disney's podcast. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and so Krunk finally figures it out and just smashes him <laughs> over the head with a plate. Which, I mean, um, works too. Yeah. Yep. But then and, it's puffs went everywhere. Or no, wait, it was broccoli. Uh, yeah, it was just like broccoli. Um, so and, the spinach buns are fine. Yeah, and, and uh, Yzma... I remember this line being in trailers and shit. A llama is supposed to be dead. Yeah. That line yeah. haunts my brain and will just resurface every now and then. Yep. And so, yeah. So Ethan's like, all right, just take him and just put him in a bag and drop him in the river. We'll get rid of him that way. Yeah. Uh, and there's this great scene. There's like, well, what about dinner? It's like, we'll, we'll eat later. And Kronk's like, well, what about dessert and coffee? Well, and thinks about it and is like, okay, well, we'll, have, we'll get a cup of coffee and then throw him in the river. And then we get this scene. Oh my where, god, this scene, I love it. It's it's Cusco, you know, monologuing about his lot in life. This, the, yeah, this, I'm in the bag. I'm being carried by this idiot who's like humming his own theme song as he Which quote unquote sneaks around. It's a good theme song. Yeah, it's so, great. Something yeah, I literally where... never noticed until. I was watching it this morning for breakfast when he like slams himself against the wall to like avoid those two villagers that walk by. When it zooms out, the the carvings on the wall are two people pointing right to where he's standing. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> and yeah, he's, he is just sneaking very poorly through the city. No, uh, he's doing a good job. He's cronking sure. doing a good job. He's doing um, a best. He, his best. He, he Him's doing a try. <laughs> yeah, he drops the sack in the river, and he's like, all right, all is well, ends well. But then his shoulder angel and shoulder devil appear. Uh, this is a detail that will that will appear a couple more times throughout the film. I love this. I do. I love the shoulder devil going, he's going to lead you down the path of righteousness. I'm going to lead you down the path <laughs> rocks. of rocks. I know. I love his, like, we don't even hear the, the third one, but he's like, I got three arguments for why you should just let him, let that bag keep going. One, yeah. the shoulder angel looks stupid. Yeah, two, look what I can do. <laughs> he just does a handstand and he's like, well, I don't really know what that has to do with the No, no, he's got a point. No, no, no. He's got a point. He's got a point. That's pretty cool. Um, <laughs> does he not give but, reason number three? No, no. because Kronk stops and is like, all right, you've just confused <laughs> me. I need to, which is incredible. Like, that's the perfect... Uh, metaphor for Krunk, how stupid he is, right? He, he He's confused by his own internal right. moral compass. But he's yeah. smart enough to realize that, so just the, you know, the be gone, or whatever. Yeah, and so he runs, he grabs the uh, the, the bag right as it's about to go over a waterfall, and we just get this zoom out of just how comically gigantic this waterfall is. I love the zoom um, out here. I love these things that comically will zoom out way further yeah, than they then, need. Yeah, and then we pull out and we just see a monkey eating a bug, and Kuzco's <laughs> like, what is, what is with the monkey and the bug? Can we back to me, please? 
<laughs> he said please. Well, yeah. yeah. Um, and so Kronk is, is carrying the bag back. They're going to figure out maybe some other way. But he trips and the bag tumbles. And where does it land? Why, it lands on Pacha's cart. Of course. Uh, of course. He's leaving the, the palace uh, to go back home. Which, like, it's been a while. I guess he must have stopped to do some shopping or something. Yeah, it's been like I guess it may it's probably been a day. Like that opening scene looked like it was the morning. Yeah. And so I assume that the the dinner was that evening, so I guess he was like he was doing some shopping or selling some some stuff or whatnot. Well Major Pacha does um, mention that he's really tired from the trip, so we can assume it's a good few hours at least. That yeah, too, yeah. And, you know, you don't want to just go right back home after you you've you've gone a few hours. Um and he may have stopped for dinner because we, we see that there's places on the way. Well, plus going yes. home means he has to tell everyone that their village is going to be destroyed. You know, yeah, he's so kind of want to lollygag on that. He doesn't want to <laughs> rush. Um, and we just get this lovely little pastoral uh, musical break where it's just scenes of Pacha and this llama going through the, the, the woods and whatnot on his way home. It's very oh. nice. <clears throat> and we get to, to Pacha's house. we got his kids. Uh, Tipo and... and um, Tipo and, Chaka, Tipo and Chaka. Thank you. Yes. I forgot the daughter's name. Yeah, Chicha is the wife. Tipo and Chaka is the daughter. Okay. And, uh, yeah, so Chicha, a few interesting things about her. For one, she's very visibly pregnant, which is unusual for a Disney movie. I think that's like yeah, the, first one, the first time that they've ever shown it on screen, I think. Okay, there yes. we go. Like, even, even the, the suggestion of sexuality is often too much for Disney. It says the people that did Can You Feel the Love Tonight for The Lion King. Well, they both. I don't know where it's going was giving with that. bedroom eyes. Well, perhaps. No. There's. Yeah, but you know, it's very interesting. Another interesting thing. Uh, she's, she's performed by Wendy Malick, who, as I noted in the chat earlier, is the voice of. Edelin Clawthorn on the Owl House, who is just oh right, I still have not seen an, that. I've heard it's really good. It's a great show. You would like Eda. She's the crustiest motherfucker oh, I've nice. ever seen. She's just a, a fucking trash goblin of a woman. <gasps> um, I just like that. Unlike a lot of other Disney moms, Chicha actually does stuff in the movie. Like her whole role isn't yes. just that she's pregnant; that she takes an active role and like does stuff to help her husband. Oh yeah, she's yeah. my favorite Disney mom, and her and Pacha are my favorite Disney couple. Yeah, so really yeah, Pacha, couples. we see we see her like measuring the kids' heights uh, when, when she gets when Pacha gets home, and Pacha is like, "Well, does he tell her that they they gotta move?" I the, genuinely the don't know if he ever. No, he doesn't. He don't, he just says the emperor couldn't see him. <laughs> Yes. Like, he will not oh, bring that's it right. to her, and she does the most adorable she gets, little snarl thing. Yeah, because she gets mad that the, the fucking, that he would he, he would disrespect her, her wonderful husband like that. Yeah. I gotta go wash something. Um, <laughs> gotta, gotta wash something, angrily. Um, and yeah, we just get, it's just the lovely scene of Pacha's home life and his beautiful family, and then Kuzco butts and is like, hey! Hey! I'm this the main character. Movie is not, this movie is not about him, just a reminder, okay? <laughs> this is about me. And he, like, this is as a kid. This is my first experience with a with a film breaking the fourth wall. I think, dude. This film um, said fuck the fourth wall. All my homies hate the fourth wall. Yeah, and so you know, he he literally just draws on the screen with a marker. Um, as, as Pacha, you know, he goes out back, uh, finally opens the bag, and there's Cusco in llama form, and he starts talking, and and then Pacha <laughs> goes, "Oh shit, demon, demon llama. llama! Yeah, please don't hurt me, demon llama." Um. 
And Cusco <laughs> doesn't know what's going on until he sees that he has been transmogrified into a llama and immediately blames Potter for He's like, <laughs> I, he, he can't remember anything past that. I assume uh, the poison and the head trauma have just kind of wiped that from his memory. Um, So he's like, I bet it was you. You were were so bitter and angry about my wonderful plans for my great summer home, Cuscotopia, that you you kidnapped me and turned me into a llama. I would like to point out, and I mentioned this briefly in the chat, but the scene where he's like throwing the initial tantrum about the llama face. Freaking (laughs) gave me a heart attack when I came home one night. Because I had a friend that was staying with me for a little while, and usually she would be she would either be out or she would be asleep when I came home because I worked the night shift. So I came home one night, the lights were off, so I'm like okay, I'll move around quiet so I don't wake her up, and I'll just go into my bedroom. Well, she had fallen asleep listening to a movie apparently, so I'm going through a pitch black apartment at like ten thirty at night, and all of a sudden, out of the darkness, I hear llama face. <laughs> Terrifying. Just about shit myself. Yeah, so Cusco can't really... He's having trouble moving as a llama. He's trying to walk on two legs, which... No go, Rob. Yeah. Llamas don't do. Um, yeah, I like that they include this scene of him having to figure uh, figure it out. Because normally, like, you don't get that in movies where someone just turns into an animal. They just take yeah, to he's, it. Right. He's got to figure it out. And and he demands Pacha brings him back to the palace because his his loyal advisor, Yzma, can turn him back. He's, yes. he's got that quote-unquote secret lab. lab. So he knows about the lab. So it's not really a secret. I, I know. Everybody knows about the lab. Um, but Pacha refuses because he's like, well, uh, not unless you, like, don't destroy my, you know, generational family home. And Cusco says, "He'll want to run that by me." No, again. fuck you. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You want to fucking, you fucking step into me, dude? Just because I'm a llama and I can't do shit against you. Um, <laughs> Spit and bite. That's pretty nasty. Yeah. So Pacha is steadfast, and Cusco. Well, you know what? I don't need you. I can find my way to the palace on my own time. And Pacha tries to warn him, "It's dangerous if you don't know the way. The jungle at night is very treacherous." But he's like, "Ah, fuck you." Um. And so he immediately gets lost, like instantly. He uh, disrespects a squirrel. <laughs> he also sees uh, the the horrors of nature when a when a bug gets eaten <laughs> by a big scary spider. I know. Yeah, this guy's sitting here. Help me! Um, was help it that? Me. Was it that? That's the creepiest thing I've ever seen. <laughs> yeah, that is a reference to the original uh, the fly, the 1958 fly, <gasps> ah. where I believe the the titular protagonist as a fly gets stuck yeah. on like something and he's like, "Help me, help!" Me. And I, what I really love is after it gets eaten, you can hear too late yeah <laughs> oh wow i missed that um, uh nero real quick i know you said you had some other uh voice acting trivia do you by any chance have the one for the squirrel and the fly if not i can what yes let's see yes were they uh, someone these the bucky the squirrel um and oh, yeah. the fly are bob burgeon would you like to know who uh he he is currently voicing yes that would be porky pig no way. He is, and he was he also, also Marvin appara- the Martian in Space Jam. Yes, okay. he is also apparently the go-to Luke Skywalker for Star Wars video games. <laughs> oh, nice. Wait, really? Oh, That's he not was Mark also- Hamill? No. Uh, not always, Mark no. Hamill's a busy man. They can't always get him for every, like... Well, that's very true. ...Star Wars video game. But he also is the dub voice for uh, No-Face and Spirited Away. Ah! Uh, seriously? I don't much. Yeah. Holy shit, I love that movie! 
I did not know that. So, oh my god, that's awesome. If you ever watch it uh, dubbed, like I own it. That's that's Porky Pig. I gotta go back and watch that again now. Shit. Um, <laughs> Shut up, Steven. But yes, that is Just that is no face over uh, there. Bitty, 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 bitty. I got Steven. So he uh, he disrespects a squirrel. And then immediately falls into a pit of jaguars who are sleeping. Oh, yeah, I this, love this scene. The squirrel does some quick balloon arts to make a llama balloon. Very interesting. Um, he a balloon and pops it. And then there's I know. No, I love this. This is a great gag. There's the the, the jaguar is still sleeping. And then Kusa goes ha and wakes them all up. Yeah. Um, and he's running. He is he is running from fair, these jaguars. That is a cat thing too. Like you can make like all kinds of noise. They won't budge. And then you could like. Flick a plastic medicine cup off the counter and boom, they're awake. Nah. I'm yep. mad at you. Ask me how I know this. And, <laughs> and so he has, he is, he's cornered himself on a cliff. Uh, the jaguars are coming to get him, but here comes Pacha. He's swinging and he's going to ram, he's kick those jaguars right off the cliff. I love oh. the inclusion of just a random little jaguar kitten on the scene too. Like out of nowhere. Yes. yes. This is adorable. Yeah, so pa- they, they they just dodge Pacha. So um and like he is he is not he his his like heroic Tarzan moment has just turned into him flailing. <laughs> he swings back around, he just he grabs Cusco. Uh he's like, I've got you, your majesty, I've got and then they wrap themselves around a log. I hate you. And this is of course the legendary waterfall scene. Yes. Oh my uh, god, I love it. Where the log crumbles, they are they're going down the rapids. So what I really love is uh, when they're smashing into all those rocks, the log always rotates, so Cusco is the one smashing into the rocks. <gasps> yes. Every okay. single time. Um, and, they, you know, they, they got into the rapids, there's a calm bit, they have some banter, um, and then they both realize, no, is there a waterfall? Yeah. Yep. Sharp rocks at the bottom? Most, Most likely. likely. Problem. Bring it on. Yeah, they, they go oh, over the yeah. same waterfall that tried to kill Goofy and Max. Yes, but they they do they have a, they uh, are much made of much sterner stuff, and they're, <laughs> so they survive easily. Um, no no distress Sorry. there. Um, and this is like so there there are a few bits that are like definitely ah this hasn't aged very well. This is definitely oh this is a two thousand movie such as <laughs> Funny Gay Llama Kiss oh, uh, where they both freak the out. Kiss of life. Um, yeah. But uh, this is like so. Cusco is just being still being a huge asshole about everything, even though Pacha saved him. And I was like, well, just because I'm still gonna fucking uh, demolish your house, idiot. Like as as soon as I get back, you know, I I gotta get Isma to um, Isma will, will help me. She's I'm sure she's really missing me. Uh, and then we cut to Isma, who is who is delivering Cusco's eulogy. Totally I... sincere and heartfelt. I felt that cannot get over the fact that croc's morning outfit is just a black version of his regular outfit it's great i mean to be fair um, he's basically doing the same thing just more in black and with the fancier yes, collar but, but then isma tears off i was like well he ain't getting any better uh and then tears her her black dress which reveal like a, a bright pink sequined <laughs> ones like back to work and yeah and for all... give a shit. they just toss their candles like i hey. for all yeah. the isma theme bullshit that they put up here like she has been planning this shit behind his back for like a while oh yeah oh yeah absolutely like this is not a new sure. plan she's had all of this plan up she may have had she got stencils made she got tapestries sewn there's statues um, just ready to go though i will say yep. the stencils is very very uh 
uh, what am I looking at for? Very efficient to have anyway, especially on a large yeah, right. scale like a palace. Like, dude, slap it on there, boom, done. So, I don't know what kind of paint yeah, we... using that apparently dries that fast. <laughs> no. I really like, um, because this animation cycle was so rushed, 18 months, yeah. there are a lot of really fun, abstract backgrounds. Um, like this, this hall, like you go through this hallway of the tapestries, and we just cut to, to Yzma and Krunk on this big, like, pedestal. Thing. And there's not really much detail Somewhere. beyond that. Yeah, it's great. I love that shit. Um, and, like, yeah, we just see Yzma's living it up. That she's got a, uh, Kronk is serving her a plate of, like, chicken wings or something. Um, and she's just like, wow, it's, it's fantastic. He's dead, out of the way. I can finally live my life. Right. And Kronk is like, <laughs> mm-hmm. He's not. He's, he's, he's certainly uh, dead, super dead. He's not coming back. Uh, and he's was like, unless he actually wasn't dead, which would be stupid. Yeah, and he was like, "Crong, uh, mm-hmm. what do you mean?" He's like, "Oh, uh, there's like, oh, the uh, the, uh, the the royal tailor's here. Uh, let's, let's, here he comes." Uh, and he's just shoves this guy off of the edge. He's like, "All right, Kronk, what the fuck uh, are you talking about?" Well, he's not as dead as we would have hoped. <laughs> yeah, I, she he's. He, he, um, <laughs> she says, I would like you to say the words, Kuzco is dead. <laughs> and then Kronk is like, do you need all of those words in that exact order? <laughs> and then I love the just teeth clenched. He's still alive? <laughs> yeah, whenever she gets really mad and, like, her face starts flushing, it's great. Oh, um, and so they must set off to finish the job. Meanwhile, Kuzco realizes that, that you know, he... He was stubborn and slept away from the fire that Pacha made. Yeah. Oh, um, somewhere in here so... we get, like, the revelation that Pacha's kids are psychic and have dreams of, like, what's going on in other Yes. Places. Yeah. His, his son has, like, a psychic premonition. Um, well, well, he has a premonition but... of them, like, going over, of their dad going over a waterfall to his death. And his daughter has a dream that he had to kiss a llama. Yes. Um, and, like, so so Pacha gave Cusco his, like, poncho to, uh, yeah. to sleep under. during like, he, t- he takes pity on this wretched creature. Um, and so we get them in the morning. Uh, I think Pacha, uh, he's washing the poncho in the river. Um, I think he's just washing his face because Cusco gives him the poncho back. Right, yeah. That's right. Like, yeah, is, that, is that wool? It's like, oh, yeah, it's a Alpaca? My wife in between <laughs> Oh, oh, like just a great like <laughs> awkward small talk yet again. Yeah. Um, and Kuzco uh, grudgingly says, "Oh, you know, I I have decided I will uh, I will I will not do Cuscotopia. I will uh, I'll shake on it. You have my word. You know, you saved my life and whatnot. So I, I will just take me back to the palace and I, I'll get it all sorted out." And Pacha's like, "Well, that's great. Let's let's get on our way." And they shake Except on he it. He was lying. <laughs> yeah. He had he his lying. I, I love. All right, listen. Obviously, you know the liar revealed thing is is a very tired trip in a lot of kids' movies where you have this character who tells a lie, and then they like, you know, um, they 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 start bonding with people, but then the lie is revealed, and it it, it, it the, it's the big third act twist. Everyone abandons them. I appreciate that his this is instant betrayal. Like, <laughs> it instantly. is, yeah. Next scene, they're over the bridge. Pacha falls through, and Cusco says, "Uh, hey, bye. well, I can, well, we're almost to the palace. Uh, also, I lied. Uh, he, I was 
He crosses the bridge, is about to keep going, and then comes back to gloat. Yes. Of course, undone by his own hubris, and he's like, Pacha's like, well, we fucking shook on it, you asshole. Well, the thing um, is about that. Like, you, gotta, you gotta have hands to do a handshake, and I don't got hands. I mean, he's not wrong, um, though. Yes. And of course, he falls in. He also gets tied up, tangled up in the vines of this bridge. Yeah. And Pacha's like, are you okay, your highness? Like, yep, good. And then punch, just punches him in the face. Um, and this is where we get a we get a fight. They they come to blows underneath this bridge uh, until it you know collapses. Yeah, and they nearly both nearly fall to their deaths in a, uh, a crocodile infested like fucking uh, river. But yeah. they they are jammed into this this rock formation. I don't know why, but when I was a kid, this whole thing they're about to do with trying to climb up the rock formation just fascinated me. The fact that like two people could would be able to do this. Yes, and so they're back to back. They are both cli- they're they're like taking steps and they're climbing up this thing. Pacha is trying to get to this vine that's hanging off. Uh, it is of course like pulling teeth to work together with this idiot, uh, but they manage to do it. Kind of eh. um, the <laughs> the uh, the vine is stuck on a tree and Pacha shakes it and just. A bunch of scorpions. <laughs> yeah, oh my god. On, uh, oh, on, that makes my back crawl uh, to this day when I see that scene. Yeah, he just lands on, on Kuzuko, who freaks the fuck out. Yeah. Oh, uh, they fun swing fact. Around. I don't know why Disney Plus does this. For most of the movies, if you click on the little tab where it says trailer to just play a preview of the movie, instead of showing what would have been the preview for it in theaters, it'll just do a clip from it. It is this scene right here, if you do that. Yeah. I mean, that pretty much sums group. up a lot of the movie. <laughs> I mean, it really does. So then Cusco gets his face jammed into a little cavern. <laughs> yeah. Um, and then Pacha also gets the, the fucking scorpions. And so he, they're crawling down his back, so he slams it against the wall to kill all the scorpions, which wakes up the bats in the cavern. And then they all fly into Cusco's mouth. And the force of them flying upwards propels both Pacha and Cusco back onto the cliff. Um, unfortunately, the bridge is out, so they cannot get to the palace the easy way. So they gotta, they gotta go take a detour. Yeah, and holy shit, the difference in time that this makes. Yes. Because uh, uh, before Cusco all this, like, he says, um, after this bridge, it's like an hour-long walk. But now it's gonna be fucking four days. Yep. Um... It's, you know, infrastructure is important. Yeah, holy uh, shit. So, Cusco is surprised that he's still taking him back to the palace. Like, well, I, 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 not, I'm still going to fucking, like, destroy your stupid house. And Pacha's <laughs> like, yeah, sure. Whatever, right. man. Um, and uh, Yzma, we cut to Yzma and Kronk. Uh, we see that Yzma is being carried on, like, a fucking <laughs> thing on Kronk's back. Um, Yuzma's having a terrible time in the jungle. <laughs> yeah, she like almost dies here in the mud like ten times. Got the bees. Yeah, I um, love the bees. Got the bees. She gets her her shoes stuck in the mud. Her scarf. She like whips her scarf around her face and just gets slapped in the face <laughs> with a bunch of mud. Yeah. Kronk though. He's having a great. He's having a blast. He finds a bird. He's a doing really funny bird looking bird. Bingo. Yeah, exotic burger. I forget what this thing is called, but it looks great and it makes like a very funny noise. I'm gonna look that yeah. up real quick while you guys talk. <laughs> um, and like, Isma uh, Kronk finds the squirrel that Kuzco uh, <laughs> insulted, but and Isma of course immediately also like 
tries to kill it. Okay, I got it. Uh, Sorry. What is it called? What is the bird it's called? It's a golden-throated, small-winged warbler. Okay, I remember it had gold somewhere <laughs> in there. Right. I, I love that. Um, but it turns, luckily, it turns out Kron can speed squ- uh, squirrel. I know. What was it, in junior <clears throat> high or college that he learned it? I know you said he took a course. I don't remember. Um, or was it Boy Scouts? It'd, Something it'd be, like that. I think it was Boy Scouts. Yeah, it, it was a scout thing. He says he had. He said he had to be versed on like all the woodland creatures or something. Yes. Where did Kronk learn? <laughs> to? I'm this. sure. I'm sure we learned that in a Kronk's new in Kronk's new groove, right? Like that's one of the things we learned for sure. I bet. Um, so, like, they he the squirrel doesn't want to tell Isma ship, but Kronk managed to get out of him. Like they saw a llama. He learned it in junior and... uh, junior months. Sorry. <laughs> yes, yeah, Junior Chipmunks. And so he, 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 the squirrel tells them, he points them in the right direction, they run off. Um, we cut back to Pacha and Cusco. They are on their way. Uh, they're, they're pretty hungry, and they, luckily they come across a, um, a restaurant. Unluckily, it says no llamas allowed. <laughs> so they hatch a plan. This is another one. I think this one isn't as bad as it could have been, the llama and a dress joke. And I think there's one reason for that. Which is it's that both of them are having fun. I think I think it's they both recognize how ridiculous it is. Yes, like I think if it was more like these, obviously these jokes they are both offensive to trans women. Also, just they're just lazy. No, that too. Come up with something better. Um, but this one is is fun because they're but like they're both in on and they're having a blast. Right. Um, and also something fun for you, Nero, since you were talking about you know the Kingdom of the Sun earlier. Um, you know how uh, Cusco, you know, in the original was supposed to have a love interest. Yes, the Nina. Mata. Or yeah, like Manta. Nina was like uh, the 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 peasant's love interest. That's right. right. Basically, whoever his love interest was, the waitress, you know, the total diner greasy spoon waitress, yeah. was given her name because they couldn't. Uh, keep I the, love that. Right. They couldn't keep the love interest, so they gave the waitress her name, which I love. That's excellent. Yeah, so they, they are, th- th- this diner is great. Just this fucking greasy spoon. Uh, Pacha orders them the special. I would um, totally try which it. Turns, which turns out to be a pill bug uh, filled with... I don't know, but it looks good. Goo. Um, that you suck with a straw. And Cusco is just disgusted. Rev- like, revulsion at this. Um, but And Pacha is loving it. And this joins the Lion King... In scenes where bugs look weirdly delicious, right? Like the whole tastes like chicken, and except I will never, I will never try the little cream filled kind. But I would try the pill bug thing if they didn't do it where you have to smack it with the stick and it uncurls. I don't, I, I don't right. know if I like, could do that. And I eat sushi. I don't know if I could do that. <laughs> like this bug, I, I do love when he. I do love when Pacha notices that Cusco hasn't opened. It. He's like, "Oh, here, let me get that for you." And just smacks it and opens it up, and Cusco just. <laughs> Um, and so Cusco's like, you know what, I, I'm going to go ask for something else. I'm an emperor. I shouldn't have to eat these pill bugs yeah. things. And this, he walks into the kitchen. I. Yeah. And this, the, I love this. This is one, we get the reveal that Krunk and Yzma are also here. And two, when he walks into the kitchen, there's this guy who's like checking out his ass and then gives Pacha a <laughs> thumbs up. Um, and pa- like, that's no pretty great. There is no shame in being an ass man. Uh-huh, exactly. Um, and so we get like, so so uh, just, this is just some classic fucking Marx Brothers shit here. Um, the revolving door. Yep. God. Oh oh, 
Oh, Pacha overhears Krung and Yzma talking about how they were how they're gonna kill Kuzco. Yeah. Right? Oh, quick side that. note: the waitress talking about bless you for coming out and we already did that. Did we you? already okay. said that. Because uh, I was, I was watching, can't. I was that's like, "Is that an ugly joke or a you, that's why you can't leave in the middle of recording, even for a second, because yeah. you might miss out on right, trivia. Steven? I'm, I'm so sorry. I had to turn on the PlayStation for Grayson. So don't try to blame Grayson for your absence, Stephen. Okay. <laughs> we we have both Isma. So so the the cook gets fed up with Isma and, and and Cusco, just just doing shit. Um, or it's Kronk who comes in at, at last and like requests something for Isma. And the cook just freaks the fuck out. He's like, oh, you know what? Fuck this. You're the cook now. I'm going home. He f- <laughs> he fills his suitcase with whatever was in his pot. Yeah, he just dumps it in um, there. And just leaves. <laughs> and so Kronk is the chef now. And he uh, adapts to it remarkably well. Yeah, honestly, um, diner AU for Kronk. I mean, that's bas- That's just that's just the sequel. That's just Kronk's new groove. Yeah, you're not wrong. Right. Um, I, I and... want to find somebody online, like for example, in SpongeBob, you know where they do the whole bubble bath or whatever with the fancy burger order. Somebody broke down what exactly he was ordering and then made it. We need yeah. to get that person to do like the diner orders that Kronk did. I mean, I know they say what it is and then Kronk translated, but I want to see somebody like translate it and make it. It's yeah, something about turning the moo to a gill. A blue to a, a moo to a gill. It was like cutting a steak in the shape of a trout or something like, like that. Why would you yes. do that? Why do you want your, your steak in the shape yeah. of a trout? I, I, I mean, to be fair, we <laughs> eat dino nuggets, so. Yeah, I should. I really should have written down that entire order, but this is where the Marx Brothers shit starts. Yzma One and, second, and I can find it. <laughs> going no, into that also. revolving door while Pacha's trying to drag Cusco away. Um... And just like the contradictory, like uh, pota- uh, cheese on my potatoes, no cheese on my potatoes. Uh, actually, just get me a salad. Just classic slapstick. Okay, shit. I got the order. Then, of, uh, <laughs> would you like to recite the order? Uh, would you like me to do the waitress first and then Kronk, or? Yeah, do do the actual one first and then the diner. Okay, speech. so ordering three pork combos, extra bacon on the side, two chili cheese samplers, a basket of liver and onion rings, a catch of the day, and a <laughs> steak cut in the shape of a trout. You got all that? Why in, in the shape of a trout? Three, then it translates to three oinkers wearing pants, plate of hot air, basket of grandma's breakfast, and change the bull to a gill. Got it. Sure. God. Pretty good. Um, but uh, who, who so, no, Go ahead. I'm just looking at random stuff. Yeah, so Pacha <laughs> finally manages to uh, to like get... Oh, there, there's also a scene where Krunk almost recognizes Pacha, but keeps going like... Oh, you, you were in my class in high school, or maybe you're you're a junior a, a scout, or you were in you were in my interpretive dance class. I was I was always in the back because of my weak leg, my weak ankles. Which um, I know they said that Kronk is somewhere in his twenties, but I gotta figure Pacha has at least a good five to ten years on him. Oh yeah, absolutely, guys. Um, and, sorry, and, real quick, I gotta butt in just because I saw when I did the diner order, they had the waitress's name who does her voice, and I looked her up. Yeah. The woman who voices the waitress in Emperor's New Groove, that's Tantor's mother, the elephant mom from Tarzan. Okay. I can hear it now. I'm so, sorry. I yeah, that was cool. so, Honestly, Tarzan so then, Diner AU. Dude, right? Well, okay. I'm, I, well, now we're stretching here. Um, <laughs> Let's focus, people. No. We'll so, get to Tarzan AUs when we do Tarzan. True. Fair. Uh, yeah. Um,. And so Pacha hatches a plan to uh, to get the restaurant to sing to uh, a birthday song for you to escape, um, and and so he uh, 
Yeah, he calls he calls in the the birthday prayer, and Kronk is like, "He's my, I didn't know it was your birthday." <laughs> happy, happy birthday um, to all of us to you. We yeah, wish it was our off. birthday so we could party too. Hey, and wearing the Hot gigantic uh, sombrero. I wish I had a gigantic sombrero whenever they sang it. It's like you could at least <laughs> give me the damn hat. Yeah, so uh, Pacha is like, there's a woman in there. She was uh, coming to, she's saying, she was like a, and Cusco has, I love this line. Was this woman scary beyond all reason? Oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh, that's Yzma. That's Yzma Kronk. So is like, well, I'm just going to go give them back. And Pacha tries to tell him, listen, they no. are trying to kill you. Cusco is like, well, okay, now I see what's going on. You're just trying to keep me away from the palace because you don't want me to do the Cuscotopia. I see I see your game, Pacha. <laughs> um, and Pacha is, of course, indignant, but, but Cusco goes off to talk to Yzma and Kronk, but before he can approach them, uh, they luckily they are talking very loudly about their plans to kill Cusco. Like professionals. And so realize, yeah, and, and so Cusco realizes that Pacha was right. Well, even, I think that starts... Kronk even rub in, like, nobody even misses him or something like that. Yeah, yeah, it's like, yeah, it's kind of weird. No it's one like, really cares ow. that he's gone. Yeah, like, no, no one cares that he's gone. Uh, no one's looking for him other than them. I mean, to be fair, no one's so looking because like... they think he's dead, but they don't care yeah. that he's dead. Yeah. <laughs> so this is where you start this, this segment of the movie I like to call Cusco Alone. Um... <laughs> Where he's just wandering sadly through the jungle. This is where we finally catch up to the opening. Uh, this, the the interaction between Cusco and narrator Cusco is great because, of course, narrator Cusco is still like going off about how he's the victim here and everyone wronged him. And Cusco says, "Will you shut the fuck up already? They saw the movie. They know that that's not true." I know. I love it. Um, and so he tries <clears throat> to fit in with the other llamas. He even tries to eat grass. He's trying. Yep. <laughs> I, could, I just, I couldn't help imagining, like, just imagine if the movie ended here and he just had to start a new life as a llama and Yzma drove herself crazy looking for him. Um, and so, but Pacha is here. Pacha comes through. He was following Kuzgur. He was keeping an eye on him. Because he's such a good guy because he's John Goodman. Uh-huh. <laughs> good good is his name. And so Pacha is like, all right, listen. You know what? Cusco is like I. I won't do. I will not do Cuscotopia. Um, or he doesn't say it yet, but he's like they're just like. Well, let's just get you back to the palace and make you human again. Uh, we got to stop by my place to uh, to get some stuff, and then we we get a scene of Kronk and Isma camping in the woods. Isma is sleeping in the tent. Kronk is just on the floor outside in a very badly uh, pitched tent. He wakes oh, up with a start. Oh, he pitched a tent. <laughs> He wakes up with a start, like that peasant at the diner. He didn't pay his check. He didn't. And it falls back asleep. And then he wakes up with a start again and realizes who that peasant was. That's the peasant for, who was dragging the cart that Cusco landed on, which means that that, that Cusco was there. He wakes Yzma up. Also, can we appreciate that Kronk's little teddy bear has his same little hat? I know. Yes, it's great. Uh, he wakes Yzma up to deliver the news and is startled by the, the sight of her face with all of the like uh, exfoliating mud and the cucumbers. Um, she again does the, like the clenched teeth thing. This better be good. Yep. And so Pacha and Pacha and Cusco are running back to his house, but they see that uh, Kronk and Isma are already here, and so they have to be stealthy about it. Um, 
they Yzma is trying to pass herself off as a distant cousin to Pacha. Yeah, I love the two guys that they run into. Ah, oh, I almost called Kronk. Ah, oh, Pacha, you almost you just missed your relatives. Uh, there was a big yes. guy and a lady. Uh, how would you describe her? Oh, scary beyond all reason. Oh yeah, that's it. That's the one. <laughs> just the it's just so it's just a hilarious way to describe something. I know. I I wrote down how how Yzma says that they're related here because um, I found a chart that breaks down like, okay, this person is this far away from you. Here's what they are. All of that jazz. I will preface this by I have no idea if I broke it down correctly, but uh, she says to uh, Chicha that she is Kronk's third cousin's brother's wife's step-niece's great-aunt twice removed. Twice removed. Which if you, again, according to the chart I found and the fact that I probably read it wrong, comes down to the third cousin's great aunt twice removed, which comes down to the third cousin... Hang on. Anyway, if you cancel everything out, that comes down to the third cousin four times removed. Assuming I read the chart that I found right, which I probably didn't. So, Pacha uh, sneaks in, um, tells his wife what's up. It's like these, uh, so these are like people from the palace are trying to kill the emperor who's been turned into a llama. Um, then Cusco pops up and the window says, Hey, and Chicha immediately. Bam! Yeah. Hits him with a frying pan. Um, <laughs> you have a lovely wife. They're both very pretty. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and so Pacha grabs what he needs and they run off and Cusco's like, well, were you really just going to leave your family with those fucking ghouls? And Pacha's like, don't worry. They can handle. Themselves. I love it. I love the whole scene with Chicha and the kids. Yeah, so they have they lock them in a storeroom. <laughs> yeah, so they have, gives uh, her a great oh, lesson also... while she's at it. <laughs> Which we're I know. There's also a we should mention the great scene where Crunk is playing uh, jump rope with the kids. Uh, double double Dutch. I love uh, this on, scene on the signal. So they switch. He switches flawlessly. Uh, by the way, I have yes. never been able multiple to multiple times. You know, yeah. to Isma's credit, she. Like integrates flawlessly into it too. Well, and she so, cartwheels yeah. into it too. That's art. Yeah. Um. So they have been trapped in the storeroom. There's a great <laughs> scene where it is. It is their eyes in the darkness. Uh, very <laughs> yeah. expressive eyes. It's solid mahogany, um, by the way. Yeah. I'm breaking this door down. This is great. It's like solid mahogany. <laughs> um. So Isma is going to break the door down, and just when she's about so to, they open the door. Although to be fair, she gives them a choice: it's giving, give us the talking llama, and we'll burn your house to the ground. Yeah. Wait, don't you <laughs> mean Kronk's more? Like, That's a pretty. Yeah, cr- I mean, mean, it is a pretty more. crucial conjunction. Yes, um, and and so she's going to break down the door. Uh, they open the door right as she's about to. She runs. Very. This is extremely Looney Tunes. She yep. runs out. They knock her over. With uh, the top half of this, like the door. Oh, and she like the floor the being polished. Right. Yep. Uh, she goes through a beehive, gets covered in honey, gets she basically gets tarred and feathered, yep. <laughs> um, and ends up <laughs> in the place of a pinata at a children's birthday party, just getting beaten with sticks. So yeah. what I want to know, though, what I want to know is the fact that all Chicha had to do was say, "Okay, kids." you know what to do and the kids are already perfectly in line with everything ready it's like how many people have they done this to before oh they run drills i'm sure like is it, well, i'm like this oh, is yeah. how they get rid of like telemarketers and jehovah's witnesses like their plan <laughs> is flawless yeah absolutely and so then we get 
the chase scene this is fantastic yes the yes. fucking soundtrack the the map uh the map paths being projected in real life i know and, <laughs> Trunk and Eastman Eastman. noticing it yeah what the hell is that and then they shrug um the uh they 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 grapple across the broken bridge uh, Yzma and Kronk try to glide off around it, but they get struck down by lightning and fall into the, oh, the ravine. A cloud, by the way, um, that only appears where they are. Yes. yes. So, so Cusco uh, and Pacha make it to the lab. They, uh, they, they go down the, the water slide. Uh, Pacha gets Yzma's lab coat. That's and right, Cusco okay. gets Kronk's, so, uh, very ill-fitting. Uh, they are, they are trying to find the human potion. Uh, there's a huge cabinet of vials with uh, with all of the transformative potions yeah. labeled, but the human one is missing. They it's recreate lions, tigers, and bears. Oh my! Because oh my! Why yes. the fuck not at this point? I wish they could have. had, oh. And I know it would have been shoehorned in, but how awesome would it have been to have like George Takai do the oh my? Oh my god! It would, it, they wouldn't have been able to um, fit it in and have it make sense, but it would have been awesome. Honestly, as all over the place as the rest of this movie, I'm sure it still would have fit. Oh yeah, um, and and so then we, Ismael uh, and Kronk are here, and <laughs> and and Pacha's or someone asks, "Well, how the hell did you get here before us?" And Ismael's about to answer, and she's like, "How." Did we, Krong? And he pulls out a chart of the chase map. He's like, I have no idea. By all accounts, it doesn't, <laughs> it doesn't take doesn't... much sense. I love <laughs> By it. By all accounts. Um, they all just so shrug it just off. Like, it aside. Yep. Uh, Yzma's like, now I've, I've got something to sh- How about you take a look at this? And she pulls up her dress. No! And Cusco <laughs> and Potter's like, oh, God. Uh, and then she feels it's a knife. A big-ass like, thigh dagger. Yeah, oh, okay. Yeah, she's like, whoo, Okay. It's not as bad as we thought it was going to be. Um, she tosses the knife to Kronk. He's like, all right, finish it. Um, kill them. And he's he's conflicted once again. And the and the, the shoulder angel and shoulder devil both appear. Uh, and everyone else gets to see him have a conversation with them. I love the shoulder angel being late, too. Yes. Yeah. Um, he's, he's, he's sitting on like a chair getting his hair curled. Takes and he's off the just shower having a conversation. <laughs> He's working through it, and everyone is just staring at him as he is having this conversation with a no one. And even Ethan's looking at at uh, Kuzco and Pacha like, "Are you guys seeing this too?" Yeah, she's like, "Get a load of this guy." Um, and, and so she's finally like, "Kronk, will you hurry it up?" Uh, she gets fed up. She says, "I never even liked your spinach puffs. It's like talking to a monkey, a really, really a big, big dumb... stupid monkey named Kronk." And yeah. you know what? I never liked your spinach puffs. Yeah, and, and all all three Kronks are just like, oh Never. my god. They're all Kronk, just scandalized. Kronk starts crying. Uh, the devil's like, alright, that's it. This motherfucker, this bitch he is going down. The angel. Too, the... <laughs> oh yeah, he does. Yeah. The angel is like, ah, uh-uh. from above, the unjust shall receive their reward. And then they look up, and they see a chandelier. Uh, and they're like, that'll work. <laughs> and so Kronk cuts the chandelier it falls on yzma but luckily yzma is like a, a just rail thin so she goes right through the I middle know, I love perfectly sized um, circle in the middle yeah and Kronk is like huh that usually works usually works <laughs> and yzma drops him pulls a lever and drops him out of, out no, of the lab again with the looney tunes though because she pulls she goes so does this pulls the lever and they stop and look down and go that'll work and then they fall yep excellent excellent <laughs> stuff um so then it's time for the chase. 
they're trying to uh they just gr- like they I think Isma knocks over the vial cabinet. Yeah. It's all over the fucking place. They just grab like a handful all of them. And like none of them are yeah, labeled just, at this point. Nope. They just grab all of them and run off. Uh Isma sounds the alarm. A bunch of guards show up and then uh they get <laughs> transformed by a bunch of vial like you got a guy who turns into like an iguana you got like a turtle guy like all sorts of shit uh one one guy says uh and the the thing i pulled my opener from uh, i have been turned into a cow can i go home and yzma says you're excused i wonder what um, happens to this guy is he just a cow forever now do they ever turn I guess him so. back um unless unless they have another dose of that human potion i would want to so, say that like maybe tries to call the guards back and like it's like hey if you want me to fix you i will but well, all well of the, the rest, rest of them, them are die. Dead, well, that's so well, it's fine. yeah, that's um, true. <laughs> so, fun fact about the cow guy. Another another voice actor fun fact. Oh god. The guy who gets turned into a cow is voiced by Roger Bumpus, aka uh the voice of Squidward. Oh shit, <gasps> seriously? Yes. Oh, that's nice. awesome. He is the cow man. Um, oh, that's incredible. And so now it's time for a merry chase through the palace. Pacha is just feeding Cusco <laughs> all of the potions, hoping that one of them is the human potion. He gets turned into a turtle. Uh, he gets turned into like a very uh, small a tiny, bird. A very small bird. Uh, he gets turned into a big fucking whale. I know. I love it because he gets like, tired of like Pacha not picking helpful things. He's like, I want to choose uh, that one. Yeah, and then he turns to the whale and says, "Don't yeah, say a word." Don't you say a word. <laughs> uh, they fall into the canal system, and Isma has the guards drain it. Which apparently, uh-huh. the canals drain out of the palace's big nose. I mean, sure. it's two convenient drains right there. Why not? It is. Yeah. It is shaped like a face. Uh, they <laughs> both fall out of it, and they grab. Oh, uh, Cusco eats one, and he gets turned into a llama. And is like, "Yay, I'm a llama again!" Wait. Oh. <laughs> So they fall, they fall out of the nose. They grab onto the lip or of the nostril, and they're barely hanging on. And the girls are like, "All right, come on, men! No one wants to live forever." And they all plummet to their deaths. Yeah, they just immediately beep it. Uh, Yzma ties like a like a, a big tapestry around something and, and rappels down there herself. Um, the the last one, it must be the the human potion, and so it has it is like. It is like uh, it tumbles down at a certain point, and like, oh, there's two left. There's two left. One of them must be the human potion. One of them must be the cat, uh, or one of them must be something else. So they're trying to figure it out. Isma turns into a cat at a certain point, uh, which is where we get the uh, the cat Isma voice. Ah, <sighs> it's so good. She's so that squeaky. My voice. That my voice. Um, <laughs> and then again, just strikes so- it off. Oh well. Yep. So both she and the fucking human potion tumble off of the edge. Uh, luckily, <laughs> the palace is getting a delivery of trampolines. Which they did not order. Yeah, I love like the soldier guys like for the last time we didn't order these and the guys like, you know, you could have told me that earlier before I got it set up and I feel like he did. And then Isma <laughs> bounces right at, and bounces up and manages to catch the uh, the fucking like. I love how many shots of or cat Isma screaming yeah. we get here. Yeah, we should say that at a certain point, Cusco has to choose between grabbing the human potion and saving Pacha. He chooses to save Pacha. 
uh, character development and all that. Arcs. Um, and then... Right, as uh, Yzma, Yzma bounces up, she grabs the potion, she's laughing triumphantly, and then Kronk opens the door <laughs> and smashes her against the wall. He even says, what are the odds that trap door would have led here? Yep. Um, and the, the, uh, the, the potion gets stuck, but luckily it is like, it, it is stuck on a ledge. Oh my god, yeah, it just comes back. A perfectly shaped thing for let them do their back-to-back thing. Right. Sure. So they do Fuck that. Fuck it. And, uh, Cusco tells Pacho, we'll see him on the other side, and we get our ending. Cusco is apologizing to the old man he threw out of the window. No hard feelings, that dude gets thrown out of windows all the time. Apparently. Apparently. He says, I'm a rebel, um, and like playfully japs Cusco uh, in the arm. Yep. And Pacha and Cusco are looking at this model of Pacha's village with Cuscotopia on the top, and he's like, you know what? You lied to me. Uh, you said these vill- these these hills sing when the sun hits them destroyed. I didn't hear any singing. <laughs> um, and Pacha's like, well, pretty sure I heard some singing on the hill next to it. And so Cusco just builds his summer home there yeah this uh, is see... um this is a change that uh sting actually had a hand in because originally the plan was for him to still build the giant resort and apparently destroy a rainforest in the process i guess like he just hadn't learned anything and sting was like no if you guys do this i quit this goes against everything i stand for wow. so they were like okay instead he just builds a shack yeah he he built like he, he just finds like a natural swimming pool and builds like a shack the the resort model gets repurposed as a birdhouse. Yeah, it does. Everyone has we get a reprise of Perfect World. Everyone's there. They're having a blast. Cusco's family now. He has a he has a poncho with a llama, which on is it, adorable. And we get our, I know. Yes, and then we we get our end scene where Kronk is t- is teaching the the next uh, generation of Junior Chipmunk Scouts uh, how to speak Squirrel, including <laughs> a beleaguered Isma. <laughs> That's it. That's the movie. Let's also just point out, though, Real. that the fact that as evil as Yzma is and she hates it, she's still wearing the uniform and participating. That's However, true. reluctantly, well, yeah. she's still participating. She's an itty-bitty yep. little cat. She can't really do much at this point. I mean, clearly you've never owned a cat. <laughs> well, fair. You're not going to so... dress them and make them do anything they don't want to do without no. serious no. bodily harm. Absolutely not. Uh, that that she had to wrestle Isma into that, so yeah, that's the Emperor's New Groove. It's a it's a ver- it's a, it's a very tight movie, nice time, like yeah. an hour and twenty minutes. Yeah, it didn't it didn't need to go any longer. It was the perfect amount. A lot of slapstick, a lot of fun animation. It's just a great movie. Yeah. like and I the don't voice know. actors did a really good job of making the movie too. Like Kingdom yeah, of the like, Sun, still <laughs> I'm sure would have been very very good. But if we could if we could have somehow gotten both. I think would have been optimal, but I do. I'm glad with what we at least ended up with. Well, Nero and I were actually talking about that too before we started recording. Is about, I mean, granted, you know, since they never animated it, they would have to go back and redo it. But I think we were both saying it would be interesting if they could yeah. go back and, like, even if it was like a direct to video or direct to Disney Plus, do Kingdom of the Sun just to see it. Yeah, we do have uh, three of the songs ended up uh, surviving because I guess they had been recorded, just not animated. Uh, they got put into the movie soundtrack as, like, bonus tracks. Oh, cool. Yeah, including Earth of Kids, yeah, which was uh, Snuff Out the Light, which is real good. Right. Oh, 
Eartha Kid. I need to listen to that. I gotta. I gotta listen. Are you telling me there's an Eartha Kid villain song out there? Come I think. On. Yeah, they did record it, didn't they? Uh, yeah, it's recorded. You can find it on YouTube. It's if you look up the album on like iTunes or whatever. It's uh, one of the tracks on there. I will actually. I'm gonna go ahead and put in like a clip of it. Right. I'll say about here. a girl at my daddy's side, Papa the Royal Mortician, revealed to me in secret signs, a mark of the magician, and daddy was no dummy, did outrageous things with the mummy, and often the stiffs that he would drive, would look better dead than they did alive, I studied well, I learned the trade, I thought my looks would never fade, if I could find that recipe, to give the eternal use to me, it was always my ambition. To use Papa's tuition and gain some small remission from the vagaries of time. Every little ray of sunshine robbed me of my youth. Who to blame, who the one, who to curse? You know, the only one to blame would be my enemy, the sun. I'm sure it's it, wow. That sounds great. What a great song. Um, I wholeheartedly of course, endorse this song and/or product. Oh my god! There are two spinoffs to this movie, right? You've got um, yeah. the direct-to-video sequel, Kronk's New which Groove, was uh, in 2005, which, which was all right. Yeah. Cute. I've seen that um, like once. It was okay. Yeah, there's a reason it was direct-to-video. Yeah, there was a TV show that ran from 2005 to 2006 yeah. called The Emperor's New School. That one I keep like forgetting prequel. about. Was it only for one year? I um, thought it went a little bit longer. No, it was a short run. I mean, I knew it was um, a long time really, I don't think it really took off yet. Yeah. Uh, and, like, then that's it. That's basically the end of The Emperor's New Groove in terms of its legacy at Disney. Uh, like we said, there's no theme park well, presence. There's... Not really. I think every now and then you'll get a couple, one or two of them in costume, but, like... I think the most that you could get out of this movie and have it actually be good would be if they turned the lab thing into a like a water ride slash roller coaster. Yeah. Anything oh, yeah. else than that would just be I think it'd be like trying too hard or reaching too much. Yeah. But uh that that's the movie and yeah, spoilers, it's number one on my list now. Like, <laughs> easily. I mean Sorry, fair. Your plan. very fair. Um it's close. I, I consider putting it at number two below Treasure Planet, but Martin Short Robot, it just sucks. Uh, yeah. Really bad. <laughs> um, should we do some questions? Yeah, we, got... we had a few. We had one on Twitter and I think like four ish on Discord. Uh, one. Well, how two, about you take the Twitter three... question? Yeah, yes. we got quite a few in the mailbox. So let's go ahead and do Twitter. Yeah, let me go ahead and get that one pulled up. One sec. <laughs> there we go. It's from uh, Sarah. Uh... I just remember. Yeah, I just remember what our Twitter question is. Yeah, oh, from God. at Sarah McCostume's current Twitter handle, uh, gen, what is this, Genoise of Textiles of All Types. I don't, I, is that a reference to an anime or just the fact that she does cosplay? Wait, so what, like what was the question? 
Geniosa. No, he was just being—he's just being confused at, at Sarah's Twitter handle. I think it's just Steven, damn it. uh, that she's a genius of textiles. Okay, okay, okay. Which she made herself a Gundam. So, what's the question? Right. Sorry. Why is Kronk? Co- uh, what fuck? Why is Kronk cosplaying a minion? That's true. He dude, is. Dude, Kronk was scene. before minions, so we should be asking why are the minions cosplaying Kronk? <laughs> but like in this scene, he's got the apron. It's got the blue. Like he's the original minion. Right, so the minions are cosplaying Kronk, not the other Something way. Something I had not picked up on um, until until Sarah posted uh, their question, but which of course also means he's got a thick ass. <laughs> he has as, no as ass. Look know, at that. He, all of his bulk is up top. He's got nothing past. I guess that's true. So that means he's not a minion. The defining trait of minions <laughs> is that they're dummy thick. Uh, Kronk is dummy thick, like in the wrong direction. Yeah, he gives that royal tailor guy his measurements. I think he says he's like a 60 long with a 30 waist. <laughs> Hang on, GTSing. Of course you are. No, it was. It was definitely something like, like that. This was like a, a huge uh, long and just a tiny waist. Cross measurements. Um, he is a... No, wait. I don't want Pat... No, I don't want freaking Patrick Warburton. We know he's huge. <laughs> Patrick Warburton's a pretty big guy. He's 6'3". Yeah, six, I did see that. Jeez. Y'all keep going with the questions. I'm just going to look for this. Right. Yeah, so I got... I'll, I'll take the Discord ones. We got a, a few here. Uh, one from Casey. Bucket, I can't got find two. Uh, first one. What's the worst animal to get turned into by your former advisor? I would say anything small enough to be put in, like, a cage or a habitat of some kind. Or a box to be put in a larger box oh, yeah. to be mailed to them so they can smash it in a hammer. I would yeah. say right, not flea, a flea. I would say not a flea because they're really, really hard to kill. That's. I would yeah. say something like, you know, a house spider or like a roach or a centipede. Something that's big enough that you can actually squish and get a satisfying crunch. But a flea is really hard to kill unless you bomb the Although entire all of All of those things have high mobility. So maybe you'd be like... A lizard. No, or yeah, I was thinking like no. lizard, well, gerbil, anything. Well, no, that's. I was thinking, yeah, like lizard, gerbil, anything around well, that size range that they'd be able to just shove me in a terrarium, and now that's where I'm stuck. Well, but that's the problem, though, is I would assume if it was something that could be put in a terrarium, they'd always have to consider the possibility that you could eventually escape. And even Man. if you couldn't get back to human form, you could still cause havoc. If you're like an insect that's big enough to be seen and squished, you're dead, and that's it. They don't have to worry about you ever. This is true. That's true. Yeah. Uh, she also asks, mind explaining your ideal assassination plot loudly and clearly into my definitely normal lapel pen? I am not planning to kill anyone. You're not going to get me that easily. Yeah. You narc. I would just say keep it. I'm not going to go into specifics because that lapel pen uh, needs a little polishing. So, you know, give it here so that I can take care of it for you. Um, Casey, are you a cop? You got to tell us if you're a cop. Right. So you gotta tell you us if you are. I, I would just say, just to, <laughs> without specifics, I would say just keep in mind, and Stephen can attest to this. I like cooking. I didn't do it. I cook a lot. Yes. Duly noted. That's all. I'm oh, I forgot for. the name of it. There's a short story I read at one point where a woman like murders her husband with a frozen leg of lamb, then cooks said leg of lamb. Yeah, and the, and the cops eat the, it. Uh, detectives. Yep, the cops eat it. Next up from Alex Moomin on Discord. Any thoughts on the production drama? Does the other movie almost was sound good? Yeah, it does. Like it sounds like it, it would have sounds... been really neat. Yeah, it sounds more like a a traditional Disney movie. So True. Like, it probably would have been pretty. Like, all right. and again, we were talking. I was talking with Nero before we started recording, and I was telling them that it's like 
on the one hand, if you look at how the Emperor's New Groove is now, like you really can't picture it as anything else. Yeah. But at the same but at the same time though, I would love to see the original like how it was originally intended just to see how it would look and how it would compare and they could do like limited release or briefly on Disney Plus for like an anniversary or whatever. I think they could do it just to see what could have been. Yeah. Like the production drama is fascinating because that period of Disney is fascinating where the the animation studio was just like kind of crumbling. Right. Um and a lot of fascinating decisions were being made all over the company. Yeah. Um you know, there's books about like you really like there's a uh, Disney War, um, that book about the the uh, the like feud between Katzenberg and Eisner and all of that. This one specifically has a documentary called Sweatbox that I kind yeah. of Yes. Yes, think- if you if you're curious about uh the 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 production troubles there the the production company actually also made a documentary called the sweat box which is like i think it's a very it's a much more frank uh look into the disney production process than a lot of other because like disney the narrative that they make in regards to their behind the scenes stuff is so tightly controlled yeah they had to jump through a lot of hoops to like somehow get the san- get that out there didn't they because disney was like no yeah. you are not going to open this up and i think they somehow did but it was hard to get it out there yeah like disney doesn't like to acknowledge the nasty shit that goes into movie even productions. though everybody like knows it, it at this point it is a messy <laughs> process they would prefer that you think of these movies as the perfect creations of the beautiful minds of their imagination. They want to picture Snow White like, frolicking around the dance studio with Bambi. <laughs> yeah, yeah, like they they don't want any like they don't want you thinking about any of the messy stuff. Uh so anything like that is always a valuable look. Right. Uh, and I, I think I will I'm going to see if I can find it anywhere to watch it. I am definitely interested. I think if any of us find it, then we need to put it, we need to put it like in the discord. Maybe Steven can put a link on Twitter just so that we can share it. If we find it. Yeah. I thought for a moment that it might be on Disney plus, but no, it's not. Oh, you know, Disney plus is not going to put it on there. (laughs) No, hell no. I know it's been released somehow. We just have to find if it's online anywhere. Yeah. Yeah. Next up from Sidemon. Do you think Yzma chilled out when she realized she had a longer lifespan as a kitten? Uh, we know the answer to this. The answer is no, because that's what Kronk's new well, groove is oh about. Oh, yeah. But I would think going Partially. past that movie, I think she would. Because, I mean, think about it. Cats are freaking evil, but we love them, we adore them, and we spoil them anyway. She would eventually learn she's got it made as a cat. Well, yeah. isn't she a human again in Kronk's new groove? Or am I thinking of that wrong? Briefly, I think, just briefly. I think okay. she gets turned back. Yeah. Um, it's been forever since I've seen it, but I know she doesn't stay human. Okay. Yeah, like she gets turned back into a cat. Yeah, I think maybe after that she would learn to live the life of luxury of a cat. Like maybe pretend to be a normal cat and go live with someone. Well, because obviously Kronk, you know he's gonna take gonna... care. If Isma could somehow get yeah. transported to like modern times, oh yeah, she would have it made <laughs> as a cat. She would be a YouTube celebrity. God. Yes. From Flitter Dark on the discord how did they even construct the slide slash roller coaster for the lab i think krunk might actually be a genius when it comes to ride design i think that I if it. they had any other extras or like any other architects i mean we've already seen that there's a uh, funnel system right out the nose of the front of the building yeah so. well um Cusco did say that she get she funnels through uh or cycles through like hench um himbos every few years so maybe one of them Maybe, yeah, maybe 
Maybe one of them died on that roller coaster. <laughs> one of them is entombed within that roller coaster. Oh, I guarantee they all are day. somewhere. Right. Um, to this very day. <laughs> so, yeah. Uh, let's see. And then also from Flutterdark. Also, did you ever play the PS1 video game for this movie? I did not. I think that was before. I didn't I really know there got was one. I did. I did. How is it? Like, what okay, is it, so actually? Now, I, I assume it's a shitty platformer, because that's what all I got games yeah. actually, Okay, then. so the way I played it was, basically, when I had, like, the PS2, or the whole PlayStation line, basically, it was whenever my dad got the new system at the time, I got to play his old one. So, when Meh. it came out, he had gotten his PS2, which I also now have, but I got to play his PlayStation, and he also got PlayStation Magazine, so every month, it came with the demo disc, and one of the demos had the level from the PS1 game. Okay. So I got to play one of the levels. Well, it was like a level and a half or maybe two levels, but it was actually kind of fun. Like, I'm having to think way back, but like, it was, you know, it wasn't like just a straight up platform. It was kind of like Spyro the Dragon, but with, you know, Cusco. Like, so you got to like actually run around as the llama. You had to navigate through or like, you know, you had to collect coins to go or you had to pick up stuff. I mean, it was like a free roaming PlayStation game, but for the time, it was actually fun. Huh. Like, when I saw that question, I was like, oh, my God, I want to go back and, like, find the PlayStation and, like, play all my old PS1 games. <laughs> it was fun. So, yeah, the little bits that I found, I, I, or the little bits that I was able to play, I liked it. It was fun. Fascinating. Yeah. I, I, I should look up uh, some gameplay of this thing, because that sounds more Oh, shit, yeah. I, I mean, obviously, do. you know, it's a movie game, so, of course, they're not going to deviate yeah. too far from the plot. But, I mean, for, the, for its time and for the movie, it was fun. I liked it. And finally, from Deep Sea in the Discord, if you were the that ruler of a Disney World slash movie, what movie would you pick and what would you do with your power? Well, first of all, I would never hold that much power. It goes against my political beliefs. Yes. Uh, but if I did, I would want to rule over... I'm rolling through the Rolodex of Disney films. In well, and also, are we thinking, like, just straight up, like, Disney animated? Or are we extending to, like, Touchstone and Marvel? Or are we just doing, like, traditional Disney, what most people think of? I think we should stick to Disney. Okay. Yeah, I just scrolled through the, like, um, the Google Doc list. Okay, that's fair. I mean, Halloween Town's a fun time. That's true. Well, that's why we I don't really know about, much about the that's other why I asked about towns. Touchstone because technically it's not under Disney; it's under yeah, Touchstone. But Nightmare Before Christmas is definitely to me more Disney than they just released it under Touchstone because they were nervous about because how it was quote unquote subversive. Darker. Yeah, yeah, subversive Tim Burton was. Right. Sure, okay, um, he is. Yeah, whatever. Back then he was, but I guess yeah. he, he didn't really change. <laughs> I don't know. Uh, so I don't know that I'd want to be in charge, but I said if I could be like somewhere, I guess. To fulfill the question, if I could be somewhere in politics in, like, the Monsters, Inc. world, because that would basically just be, like, real-world politics, but depending on whatever your deal is, it seems like it's clothing optional. Yeah. I mean, I already know what, like, if we had video game worlds, I know what I'd stick Steven in, but... <laughs> Tron? No, I've already... No, non-Disney non video game worlds. You're already Mimi oh. from God of War 4, so... Oh, right, yeah, okay. <laughs> Um, I think I would be a tie between, I would love to be in charge of Halloween Town, because one, I like Halloween, it's around my birthday, and I love that time of year, plus it's, they're not mean, they flat out say it's our job, we're not mean, but also I would want to say, I would also want to be in charge of Arendelle so that I could free shit. <laughs> yeah. The actual Frozen, yeah, not go. our most recent Frozen, by the way. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, not only anyone wants to be in charge of yeah, that Yeah, we, we won't be making that uh, mistake again, I think. Maybe. No. No, we, 
We got we got it cleared up. <laughs> um, all right, but yeah, that does it. Uh, should we do plugs before we roll the dice? Uh, sure. Side note: I found uh, some let's plays of the PS One game, so I might attach one on uh, on the notes or in the episode notes. Oh, yeah. Uh, yeah, so I'll go first, I guess, on plugs. You can find me on Twitter at Dragon Smoocher. You can find the other podcast I do at Podcast of Power on Twitter. We are starting season five of She-Ra. Um, it, we're getting there. It's We're in the final stretch, and Shiss is going to keep getting more wild from here. So. <laughs> You want to you want to you want to catch up with the show. This is the perfect time to do so, and then you can listen to our. Uh... See, the problem with season five is you can't really not binge it. Uh, it's that it's just that good. Yeah. So you know, you gotta. Wait I think I'm actually going to start the series just because hearing you talk about it, Nero. I think I'm going to start it. There you go. It's a good ass show. <laughs> you gotta and catch also, her up. You know. Yeah, and of course, Patreon.com/slash uh, Podcast Power. You can also hear us talk about the Owl House and Kipo and the Age of Wonder Beast over there. Ah, Both I can really need, good shows. I gotta check out Kipo. It's great. Is it? Okay. Honestly, that show is fantastic. Yeah, it's me. I am at uh, my uh, joke Twitter account at dad underscore tastic, where I just post like a dad joke every day, and I always forget to until I'm going to bed, so they come up late. Um... Or my regular Twitter at Marshmallow, which is spelled like Marshmallow, but with my name in it. That's all I got. Um, again, I'm Kat. I'm still working on a Twitter, so it's not up and yet. Um, you can still catch Ew. me on our. You can catch me on our off episode days doing the Kingdom Hearts podcast with Steven, <laughs> where he is taking me through Kingdom Hearts completely blindfolded. Uh, so we will actually yes. be recording that next episode. And Steven, did you say we're getting close to finishing up the first game? Yeah, um, the the day that the day that this episode goes up, we will have just recorded the episode where we have finished all the Disney worlds and are getting into like the last couple like KH original worlds for the first game. Right. So we post that on the off weeks from Disney minus. Um, other than that, uh, I just leave you all with this little thought for the day. Um, an apple a day will keep anyone away if thrown hard enough. Nah. <laughs> Excellent. All right. All right, Steven. Let's do our randomizer. Pull, what do we got? Dice. Pulling out the random number generator, setting it for between 1 and 579. Jesus. Christ. Right? You said it perfectly, Nero. <laughs> it gave me number 8. Ooh, that's an early one. This. The Three Caballeros. Oh. oh. I haven't seen that one in forever. That's right. a good... Okay, wait. That is on Disney Minus, right? Uh, pretty sure. Hang on. I'm Plus. checking right now. Has to be. Yes, whatever. Disney little thingy. Go away. All right. You said the three caballeros? <laughs> Disney's little thingy. Uh, yes, it is. Ooh, that's a pretty short one, too. It's an hour. Oh. oh, yeah. It's like, it's not even an hour and a half. It's an hour and 11 minutes. But yes, it apparently is on Disney have... Minus. Apparently, there's a TV series, too, from like 2018. Seriously? Yeah. Is that the legend of the three caballeros that I just saw? Yeah. But you're talking about the actual, like, the original movie, correct? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. From, uh, what is that? Yeah, 45. 1945. Okay, so that'll be a fun one. That'll be a short episode, but it'll be a fun one. Yeah. That will be a very interesting one, yeah. I'm, I'm excited for that. Yeah. Uh, I'm pretty sure Donald gets real horny in that oh, one. Oh, jeez. All I remember, is this the one that's got the frickin' Arakakura that does, like, the little thingy around the edge of the screen and is really in I think. Maybe. I'll know when I see it, but, like, I have vague memories. Because I think we watched this in, like, one of my language classes that we were forced to take in middle school. 
one of those classes where like the teacher doesn't want to teach you. So like, that's where we watched Donald Duck fight with math, and then we watched this. Okay. Ah, yes, the math short. Yeah. I, um, I think we watched a couple of clips of Three Caballeros in one of my Spanish classes at one point. Right, right. Well, this will be fun. That's right. Yeah, I'm looking forward yes. to it. This is, I think, I think this is our oldest one yet, maybe. Uh, I think, I want to say we're right. Pretty sure this predates Bambi. No, Bambi does by three years. Ah, all right. Okay, so, well, still, though, it's one of, one of the oldest. Yeah. All right. All right, three caballeros. Two weeks from now. Yes. So, yeah, tune in for that, y'all. And tune in next Saturday for Steven dragging me through the last part of Disney World. Hey, hey. You take way too much cleanliness. Not really. Um, Fuck Disney. Oh, yeah, that is our outro. Yeah, fuck Disney. (laughs) Fuck Disney. Really? Hashtag release the kingdom of the sun cut. Yes. Let's start it. Let's be annoying on Twitter. (laughs) For the outro, we we need to do the perfect world closing. Yep. Oh, yeah. That was already decided. You'd be the coolest dude in the nation. Or the hippest cat in creation. But if you ain't got friends, then nothing's worth a fuss. A perfect world will come to be. When every 